Canadian comedy shows are kind of like sea turtles, which means most of them don't survive the swim out to sea, and the shelf life can be pretty short. But tonight, we're going to find out some of the secrets of what it takes to have one of the longest-running Canadian independent comedy showcases, not just here in Toronto, but in the country. I am Dean Young, and we're about to go Inside the Joke. Welcome to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And your father to your sister, he explains That you're tired of yourself and all of your creations Won't you come see me? Oh, welcome to Inside Jokes Canada, right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto, brought to you, of course, by our very good friends at Hakeem Optical. If you didn't know, your eyes can have it all at Hakeem Optical. And I, normally I get our, our panel joins in on saying, I'm going to try. We'll try the jingle. We'll see who knows it. Your eyes can have it all at Hakeem Optical. Thank you for coming in and saving me on. Very tone deaf. I'm also the only one in studio tonight wearing headphones. We have the Mary Janes of comedy in studio with us. Yeah, we can give a round of applause for that. Live studio audience. We have joining us in studio tonight, Leanne Maladin. First time on the show, I think, actually, right? Yeah, yeah. You've never done this before. Catherine Niker joining us in studio. Hello. Hello, hello. Welcome. And Jin Lee. Hello, everyone. All three on the upcoming Mary Janes of Comedy, which happens when, Leanne? When's Um, the next one? August 16th. August 16th. 16th. 10 p.m. Comedy Bar. At Toronto's famous Comedy Bar. And of course, so how long has has the Mary Janes show been happening for now? Well... It's kind of crazy because it's it started in 2007, but wow. I was not the original host. It was you started, took this over. Yeah, it was started by Jillian Thomas. I took it over in like 2011. So yeah, I'm realizing as I sit here, like I missed the the 10 year anniversary <laughs> opportunity. So now I have to wait <laughs> for the 15. I guess I guess that's kind of. <laughs> Really, I should just have a 12th anniversary party or you something. You totally should. I mean, you'll have your you own 10-year anniversary right? for it. But I mean, uh, yeah, for a show, and I mean, like I said at the beginning, for a show, an independent comedy show like that, not just in Toronto, but anywhere in Canada f- to last that long and continue to pack crowds in, I mean, that just doesn't really happen with a lot of shows. And a lot of the ones that were around for that amount of time really don't <laughs> exist anymore. Yeah. It's, You're kind of it in a lot of ways. It's crazy. Like, for the longest time, I've been saying, like, oh, the longest running all-female show in Toronto. And then I'm like, oh, the longest running all-female show in Canada. It really then, is, yeah. Oh, maybe this is going to be the longest running show in Toronto eventually. I don't know. I think it's but, up uh, there for yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's uh, it snuck up on me. Like, it, it's been really fun at first. You know, really, it was an opportunity for um, women to get some stage time mm-hmm. and to come into like a comfortable setting to, to uh, try stand up and. Now there's now like it's really cool because there's like lots of different opportunities with uh, you know other female shows, other shows of different themes, and we'll talk a little bit about that later. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's it kind of evolves with the times, like, and I'm always um, cognizant of representing 
my audience and who they see on stage. And I think I've been like that since the start. And people like that. People come back and see the show. Which I think is the is for sure one of the huge secrets to the success of it is, you know, you created a show at a time when, yeah, people weren't seeing themselves reflected on stage in stand-up. I mean, two, 2007, it's not that long ago in the grand scheme of things, but in comedy, especially in Canada, the way how fast things are finally evolving now kind of is. Because 2007, what you were seeing at most clubs and stuff like that was still a lot of like middle-aged dudes in sport coats and stuff like that, right? Like yeah. there yeah. were there were no other all-female comedy showcases happening at the time, probably anywhere in Canada, really, yeah. at the time. So a lot has, there are a lot of shows springing up and of course we'll, we'll name drop some of them. And I want to get from Jin and Catherine as well, because the interesting thing about this panel and the group of comics you have on The Next Mary Janes is all three of you have been in comedy for very different amounts of time coming from different backgrounds and Catherine and Jen, especially you guys are out there, you're hitting the mics. You see what new shows are springing up and how much the culture of comedy in this city is changing on kind of a weekly basis. It almost feels like so how many different things are happening now that didn't exist back then. So we're going to get into all of it. Great. All the origins of the Mary Jane's of comedy, <laughs> what comedy is like right now doing even me. I'm removed sometimes myself. So all these new shows that are springing up, I learn new stuff every week, too. So we're going to get into more of that and find out all about the Mary Jane's of comedy. We'll be back with more inside jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Hi, my name is Amanda Joy from Second Gen, and you are listening to Inside Jokes on 640. Yeah, welcome back to Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And if you're just tuning in, tonight it is all about the Mary Janes of comedy. Uh, the longest running all-female comedy showcase, not in Toronto, but in Canada. And I think we established before the break, I think we're edging up on maybe one of just the longest running comedy yeah, shows in this city. I have to do city. my research. It's, it's <laughs> up there for sure. I mean, I'm just, you know, I'm thinking back to all the sort of the long-running indie comedy showcases in this city. Of course, Joanna Downey had spirits yeah. for... for Touching on 20 years. That, yeah, that's the one that... That was the longest-running kind of heritage room in this city. Uh, Texas Comedy Massacre has been around 12, 13 years, something like that at this point. So Mary Jane's is up there. I mean, 2007, yeah, that's... Yeah. And and see, just I think I have to explain a little bit about the title because yes. uh, uh, it this show was started by Jillian Thomas in a weed room. That's right, right. yeah. Um, at that time not legal (laughs) (laughs) and very uh, pre-legalization and so you know it kind of limited things um some comics didn't want to go there that kind of thing so like and some audience didn't want to go there right so i when i took it over that's when i moved it into the comedy bar and the name is actually the mary janes as in m-e-r-r-y as in like the happy janes the happy ladies of comedy (laughs) right um so it's really not a comedy show about legalization of marijuana it is a a comedy show that just features funny happy ladies (laughs) but i think well leanne Milan, i think when people meet you though they probably think like 
probably a pot comic. Everybody thinks I have that vibe. Yeah. I don't you're know. You're just what very it is. laid back and you're like you love the outdoors and you, yeah, you're just very I'm easy going. Jimmy Hendrix you're wearing a Jimi Hendrix t-shirt right now. She drives a Jeep, listeners. But that's not the whole But yeah, it's interesting and I mean, I want to get into sort of how much it has changed since those early days and like, you know, those underground pot room shows that were happening to now moving to comedy bar, which of course is a, a big place in Toronto for people to go and see different formats and yeah, and the you know, structure of the show now is is pretty standard. Like I always have um, three or four newcomers at the beginning, um, which I love doing. So I like will watch shows around the city and uh, see people. And and if I'm like, hey, she's really funny, and, and I'll just approach them like I did um, with Jen. Yeah. And uh, and then other times I I also uh, teach stand up at Second City. So I have you know a lot of uh, friends that teach there, and they'll suggest somebody to me or direct somebody to me. So I love introducing newcomers in those spots and then I have two uh, feature spots that are for like more experienced comics that you know headline or middle um, around um, Canada and then I always have uh, a headliner who's who's got uh, big credits and yeah. uh, it's just a fantastic networking opportunity also for newer comics but uh, that's the structure and that, that also helps provide a lot of the variety right? Well and I think and I mean of course Catherine and Jen here in studio with us who are doing the upcoming show on August 16th I mean that's that's one of the great things about this show is that yeah you get not just for comics to go and be able to do a show like this and it's, it's a good opportunity but actually for audiences because I mean in Canada it's tough even comics who to us to other comics are like household names it's tough to get audiences to know who those people are they might see credit and go oh okay they were on air farce or mr d or whatever but they still might not you know know that person by name but it's a great opportunity for audiences in toronto to actually come out and see you guys where they might not accidentally just stumble upon you somewhere and just find out new talent yeah, it's true. It's like people know the institutions, but they don't necessarily know our names. Yeah, yeah. Right. So people know like, oh, just for laughs or see something on CBC. But yeah, they they're like, oh, they're probably OK. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, well, we'll take a shot at this. It's only 10 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm curious, too, for Catherine and Jen. I mean, so you guys are both you're out there hitting current new mics that are going between book shows, indie shows, actual, you know, paying ticket holders to actually the open mics that are out there in Toronto. What's that landscape like now? Because I know, you know, in those days when Mary Jane's first launched, it was a lot of you're in the back of a bar at one in the morning talking to five other comics that aren't listening. You know, yeah. I'm sure there's a lot of that still, of course, too. But what's what's that landscape now of going out and hitting mics in Toronto now that there are finally all these independent shows springing up that are showcasing people who weren't getting the stage time before realistically? Um, I think that a lot of there's so many more female run shows, so many more shows um, to showcase diversity now. Mm. I feel like that's because like I've been doing comedy for about six years. And when I first started, a lot of those shows didn't really exist. There were like a couple, like obviously like the Mary Janes. But uh, I think it was reactionary because when I started, so many other female comics, so many other diverse comics were starting around the same time. And it was like all of us were competing for that like one spot, that one sort of other spot. And so we created our own shows. And then those shows turned out to be really good. And I think the industry kind of took notice so that we were selling out these shows and having like really positive vibes at these places. And so uh, it, I think it's all changed for the positive and uh, really happy that that growth has happened during my own personal growth as a comedian. 
Yeah, and even in the last, it feels like even really in the last just couple of years, a lot of that stuff has blown up. Like you have all these QAPD shows that are happening all over yeah. Toronto that we've had on the air here before. Shade, that's had, like all these showcases of, and it's sort of this, if you build it, they will come type scenario where audiences just started flooding in because it's like, finally, we're seeing comics that reflect our own experience a little bit more. You know? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And I'm noticing on my shows, like, like the comics are getting better faster because they're yeah. getting more opportunity. Like yeah. just last month, I was looking at a few comics and, and I was just like, wow, she has gotten so good in, in like the last three months. And the difference is she has lots of opportunities to perform. She's not just doing one show a week because that's all she can get on. And And for the first time, it actually kind of... It was something I consciously noticed. No, it totally is. And actually, Jen, I want to touch on some of that with you, actually, when we come back from the break, some of the new stuff that's happening in Toronto. We'll be back with more Mary Janes of Comedy right here on Inside Jokes, Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Hey, everyone. Uh, this is Jean-Paul, and uh, you're listening to the sexy comedy sounds on Inside Jokes on 640. Welcome back, Canada. You are tuned in to Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And tonight we are talking to the Mary Janes of Comedy. Of course, the longest running all-female comedy showcase in Toronto, which I'm going to, sorry, Montreal, but I think by default that probably means in Canada. I think it's, <laughs> right? That's why they hate us. Uh, but really, I think actually, I mean, you know, maybe some Googling is required, but I, I'm pretty sure like this this is Canada-wide, but certainly here in Toronto. We have, of course, in studio with us, Leanne Maladin. Hey. Welcome back. Thank you. Welcome back from the break, brought to you by Hakeem Optical. Leanne, <laughs> Leanne isn't, this show <laughs> is. <laughs> Catherine Nyker's in studio with us, ladies and gentlemen. Hello, hello. Welcome back. And Jen Lee, welcome oh, back. Woo. And before the break, we were actually talking about, you know, so Mary Jane's originally launched 2007, uh, before it hit Comedy Bar, before Leanne took it over, even this was a show in like one of these quote weed rooms in Toronto. I don't know why I threw quotes around that. That's literally what they <laughs> Which is funny because there was a whole uh, there was a whole separate sort of subculture of comedy where of pot rooms in Toronto and some great fantastic long running rooms that we had over the year, which kind of I feel like legalization has kind of dampened that too. Yeah, for a lot of the places. Well, I think uh, Kensington Market, the Hot Box, Hot is Box still is still going, going, strong. going strong. Yeah, I think I, that's I kind think of the main one now these days. The others have changed. Yeah, the others have changed. Uh, but we were talking before the break about how when Mary Jane's first launched, it was out of necessity in a way because there was a lot of female comics coming together and going, "Why we don't have our own showcase like this?" And Catherine, you made a great point before the break where even not that long ago in the last few years, even it was always like female comics or comics of color or queer comics were always competing for just this one like 
token so-and-so spot on any yeah. given show, right? It's like, we have, well, we have six white dudes. We have to have one something else, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it was always that. So now, lately, I mean, the last couple of years, and we've talked about this on this show recently, it's blown up. Like, here in cities like Toronto, there's all these independent showcases like Shade, QAPD, all these shows that are just blowing up and audiences are coming out in droves because they're going, where was this the whole time? Where was this mm-hmm. before? And the industry is paying attention, which is kind of funny. Because for years before that, we were trying so hard to get networks and festivals just to pay attention to what anybody was doing. They're finally smart enough to tap into this and go, okay, there's something here. Audiences saw that this was lacking and now they're putting this on festivals. They're putting this at JFL. They're putting this on CBC Gem, whatever it is, right? So, uh, and Jen, you're out there. You're doing a lot of these shows that are happening right now here in Toronto. For you, I mean, what's it like? going out and cutting your teeth on stages like that now like leanne mentioned before the break how comics come out and they're pretty new but they're just absolute machines right out of the gate because there's so many great crowds to go out and work in front of and so many more opportunities now i mean for you what's that like going out and hitting mics right now oh, i feel really lucky that i have the opportunities because i'm like uh, my myself uh i'm a queer asian woman so going out there it's not only i need a space to be a woman on stage but i'm also queer. So I think I have a lot to uh, be thankful for because I am part of the QAPD, yeah. you know, which was started by uh, Shanti Marastica, award-winning comedian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, I think uh, what Shanti did is they provided a space where we're not just like the token one or like, yeah, I'm the lesbian comic, but I can just be myself and I can share my stories. And I get people constantly telling me how relatable my material is. Well, and that's an interesting point, too, because I think if before and I mean, Catherine, even talking about doing stand up for six years, a lot has changed in that amount of time. Yeah. Even You know, like I'm about a decade. I've been around this and the amount of stuff that has changed in that amount of time. But I mean, Jen and Catherine, you made this point earlier, too. It's it's interesting. You can almost just before if you would get booked on a show because you were the missing, quote unquote, other person to check off, you would almost have to play this sort of token role in a way. Like audiences would go, they would just judge you right out of the gate by however you looked or whatever they were expecting you to talk about. Whereas now you go and do these shows and you, you're you just a comic. Yeah, finally, I think you know? a, a lot of getting booked in a way is kind of like casting. Yeah, yeah. And it's sort of like, how are you marketable to a way, you know, some people can understand, you know what I mean? Or most people can understand, if that makes sense. Like, yeah. Kind of like mainstream marketing. But I think the more... Um, spaces are created like we were talking about then it's like we can just be ourselves and we don't have to worry about fitting into a box per se yeah you could just figure out what your own voice is and let the audience figure that out instead of just going and being like well I guess I have to talk about this like there's almost this unwritten theme to the show just because you're booked on it you know and the key thing to you were touching on it a bit uh, is about um, being relatable right it's like people do relate to us And, like, Mm -hmm. I've had so many people, like, I do a lot of jokes about being mixed race, like, being half white, half East Indian. And, like, I have people coming up to me and, like, always telling me, like, yeah, that's so, that was so perfect. And that's so relatable to my experience. But you would never think, like, oh, we need this person on our show based on, like, ethnicity or gender or anything like that. So it's cool that, like, we get to just kind of be ourselves and, uh... I don't know, be unique, I guess. Well, and yeah, and, and it gives you an opportunity because that's what that's what comedy is all about at the end of the day. It gives you an opportunity to find your own audience, right? When people are coming up to you and saying, wow, you really tapped into something I was thinking and nobody has been talking about that on stage. Yeah. It's like you get to go out there and collect your own audience, which Mary Jane's has been doing 
since 2007. <laughs> that's right. Right? That's yeah. Right. That is something that, that's that's pretty remarkable in independent comedy shows in this country. We're going to come back with more Mary Janes right here on Inside Jokes, Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Hey, this is Tav and Ellen, and you are listening to, well, you're listening to me talking about Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Standing on the corner Suitcase in my hand Jackson's closer, Jane is in her vest And me, I'm in a rock and roll band huh. Riding a studs back at Jim You know, those were different times Oh, all the poets, they studied rules of verse And those ladies, they wrote their eyes CJ. Oh yeah, welcome back Canada You are listening to Inside Jokes Right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto And tonight we are talking to the Mary Janes of Comedy uh, Cast of three that are hitting the stage The next Mary Jane show is August 16th At yep. Toronto's famous comedy bar We of course have the showrunner and producer and host caster yeah. host booker all of, yeah. all of the hats uh leanne maladin in studio some people with us. have met me and they're like are you mary jane <laughs> they, they actually thought that was my name i'm like no i'm leanne it's just a I name mean, of I the could, show i guess i could see it. yeah you could be a mary jane mary for sure. jane maladin has a ring to oh, it that is, there you go i mean it's kind of like for a stage name now you've been at this for a while but maybe uh, that would have been good Catherine Niker and jen lee joining us in studio also hitting the stage August 16th at Toronto's Comedy Bar for Mary Jane's a Comedy. And we were talking yeah. before the break about, you know, how, how much the comedy landscape here in Toronto and, and on festivals and stuff across Canada has changed in the last few years. And there's all these independent showcases that are sort of blowing up and the industry's taking note and including these in some of the networks and festivals and stuff. So when Mary Jane's launched in 2007, yep. before Comedy Bar, before Comedy Bar existed even, uh, so it was in one of Toronto's notorious pot rooms where you could go and see indie comedy shows. Yeah, Jillian, well, she moved it around. Like, yeah. It was like, it was in different, different uh, locations, <laughs> yeah. sometimes at the underground, sometimes just some pop-up. The covert Janes of comedy. Some store that people, yeah. Yeah. some store that was no longer <laughs> occupied or something. So yeah, it was like, um, it yeah, it just seemed like it was like just a little bit too underground. <laughs> yeah. and, well, you know, it was like it was fine, but I I mean, too underground as far as who's gonna see this? And yeah, yeah. And if like I put a lot of my heart and my effort into this show and promoting it and picking the right people. For this show, yeah, and I want people to see them, you know. So um, that's why I moved it to the comedy bar because I, I just thought that it was going to get you know more of an audience and, and everything. And obviously, it's like it's a different audience too, right? Yeah, yeah a more lively audience. <laughs> and uh, um, yeah. it's audiences who actually want to go out and watch stand-up comedy on purpose. Could you imagine they such a ambush? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What? <laughs> So yeah. many weed rooms, it's just like they, they're they just kind of smiling at you, yeah. you know, like they're into it, but they're just smiling and they don't really even have the capacity to like emote a laughter. <laughs> yeah. So you're just kind of like, you're giving it your all and you're trying to be so animated, like way more animated than you ever would be. Yeah. And you're like, 
Okay, I'm just gonna like take these smiles home and consider that a win. <laughs> it's so funny because doing, you know, every time I would do pot rooms, and of course there's some that you enjoy more. Than, I mean, hot box is always like a fun welcoming, yeah. you know. But there were some that were like hardcore, like Vapor Central had shows for yeah. years, and I would go to, but and I was never high doing them because I couldn't do that and go and be on stage. So you had to kind of get used to the idea that okay, if you're doing well in some of these, like an applause break is somebody in the back like smiling with their eyes half open and nodding and going yes. like yo like in agreement oh, yeah it's a terrible <laughs> place it. to try new material oh totally like, yeah like you kind of have to you brace go out, yourself you leave very depressed like, yeah yeah like if you back really the get them board. to laugh you know you're truly onto something yeah yeah totally <laughs> Actually, uh, i'm doing st- uh, stoned up next month so i'm taking this in as advice oh yeah because oh, i'm just like Oh, no one's laughing, <laughs> but people are nodding. Is this a good sign? Yes. You know what's interesting? Don't expect yeah. your reaction. <laughs> and, and Stone Up Comedy, we'll give a shout out to Amanda Day, of course. It's a similar yes. situation in a way to Mary Jane's where Amanda inherited the show some years ago and kind of made it her own. And and that is one of those pot rooms where it's the the audience is actually there to watch comedy. Like it feels like you're just doing. Yeah, yeah. It's very oh, welcoming. Yeah, yeah. And, like nobody's there. Oh, yeah, going, no, they, there's regulars. There yeah, for yeah. sure. Specifically yeah. for the show, which we oh, need and that in, the in summertime, comedy. Summertime, it's outdoors and yeah. it's really cool. It's really fun because yeah. we all know as comics, there's nothing people love more than a surprise stand-up show that they didn't know was going to happen. <laughs> oh yeah, people especially when they're that. on a date, like, catching up with old oh, friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's everybody's favorite. Favorite thing is a surprise stand-up Comedy show. Comedy by ambush. Yeah, yeah. People love that. I, I love performing to that crowd. That's yeah. just my favorite. It's just like, oh, well, you were on a date. Okay, but just be quiet for the yeah. next hour and a half, mind? and then I you can continue. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> people love being told to do that. I do want to get into a bit of what what you've how you made the show your own too, Liam. When we come back from break, and sort of what what drives it now, because obviously you're out there. You're just like our panel, you're you're out there, you're a working comic yourself, you're doing rooms, you're still working on your material and all that. But I think I think a lot of what you put into this show speaks to you also still just being a fan of comedy. Yeah, I think you are able to step away from being a fellow comic and actually you're watching the people you book and you're putting people on there that you like what they're doing or you admire. And I think it still speaks to the fact that you you aren't jaded by comedy oh, after I all love these it. years. You're still in love with it, and, <laughs> and I, think, I love the community. I don't know. And I think you have to to produce a long running show like that. You have to still be as into it as you were the day you stepped on stage, and and admiring your fellow comics. And I think I want to get into kind of how much of that love goes into this show because I think that's a big secret to something running this long in this city for sure. So we'll come back with more inside jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Hey, it's Stephanie Herrera on Inside Jokes on Welcome back to Inside Jokes Canada right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Brought to you, of course, by our good friends at Hakeem Optical. Your eyes can have it all at Hakeem Optical. That's just factually accurate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even going to sing it. It's just the truth. Just We're, of facts. course, 
It's all just facts. We're, of course, talking Mary Janes of Comedy, the longest-running all-female comedy showcase right here in Toronto. Uh, the next one happens August 16th at Toronto's famous comedy bar. And we've been joined in studio by Leanne Maladin. Hey. Catherine Nyker. Hey. And Jin Lee. Hey. Welcome back. Welcome back. Uh, so we were talking before the break about how much how much of a different animal this show is than when it first launched. So do you remember, Leanne, the first time you went and actually... So Jillian Thomas was doing this show. Do you remember the first time you went and performed at it still? Or Oh, I rem- yeah. The first time I went, I was just like... I didn't know place. I thought you had to go to Amsterdam to see a place like that. Like, I had no <laughs> idea places like that existed in yeah. Toronto. And... Um, yeah, like, um, I really like Jillian. Like, she's very... Um, like friendly and outgoing and, and kind of warm and that's one thing that um that I liked about like the you know the feeling that I got when I started her show yeah. I felt like she was like really supportive and and it meant a lot to me to be on a show with you know experienced comics and so I just try to I try to keep that same excitement going I guess and yeah. I had like like last month I had um, Shannon Laverty was headlining the show and you're talking about me being a comedy fan I love Shannon Laverty yeah. she's hilarious and uh, you know she said to me after she's like I love doing this show like it's always packed it's always exciting like you run a great show like she like so to have people look forward to doing the show of all different levels in yeah. the community just means so much to me like uh, because yeah, I am a community kind of person. Well, and I think... <laughs> Obviously, And I, I mean, and that, that shows in the show. I think when people do your show, when you book comics for your show, they feel like they're being brought into this sort of fold, like they're part of this roster now. Like it's like a yearbook or something, you know, like they're part of this collective now. And I think that's a big part of it. it you know, you've been at this for a while, Leanne. It would be very easy for you to step back and go, I don't need to be hitting mics anymore. I, I'm i just going to do my book stuff. I don't need to know what new comics are out there. It doesn't matter, you know, and yeah. just focus on your own thing. But you don't. You're still very aware of what other people are doing. You're watching. You find material that you respect or that you enjoy. And I think that comes into this show. And I also sure. like to have opinions. Yeah, so yeah. I need to go out and see what things are before I have opinions about yeah. them. Like I went to the new normal. That's where I saw a gin. And yeah. I, I had heard a lot about that show. And I'm like, I'm going to go check this show out. And it was great. And and uh, so so that's what I mean. Like I like to, to kind of get out and, and check that out. I host every show. And if I'm sick or if something happens to come up um, – it's either Candice Gregoris, yeah. um, who replaces me, or Adrian Fish. Like I just have two substitute hosts, yeah. and but pretty much I do every show, and I just I love it. Um, yeah, I just like sharing in the excitement for the newcomers and just seeing the other comics just get so much better every time I have them on. I love it. I love having Catherine on. She's she she is one of my favorites and Aww. totally somebody that I have seen <laughs> grow. Like, amazingly. Well, and I think the audience can tap into that, too. I think the audience feels that, that they're sort of watching something that's a bit of a community happening on stage. I mean, Jen mentioned earlier the QAPD shows. I noticed that myself. I went and did one of Shanty's shows at Pegasus last fall. And same thing. I was watching some of these comics, and I had no idea there were there were a lot of brand new comics on that show, but they were fantastic. And I was just like, where the hell did all these people come from? Like, I've never seen anybody before. And they just went out there and murdered because they were just having fun with it. And the audience was invested in it. And Shanti was just like, well, that's because 
this place is just a place for them to go and work on this material and the audience wants to be there and they can feel that there's sort of this community being built on stage right in front of them. I think the audience is smarter than we give them credit for in, in comedy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They know what's yeah. going on without us having to tell them what's going on. And I think that's a mistake we make a lot in comedy is we sort of handhold the audience or babysit them and walk them through stuff. Audience is going to figure things out for themselves. You know, yeah. they're smarter than we give them credit for at the end of the day. And yeah, and it just uh, kind of on one of the the changes, or it's not necessarily a change, but I just think that there are uh, there is definitely more diversity in the women that are performing comedy right now. It's something yeah. that when I book my shows, um, I'm conscious of, but it's it's kind of really cool that it's to the point where like I just kind of think of who I want on the show and I look at it and it's like, great, we got LGBT representation. We've got, um, you know, like different people of different cultures. Like it just kind of happens now. Yeah, um, It's not something that I have to think about. You know, every once in a while, like, Somebody will bail on a show or whatever, and I'll be like, "Ugh, this this show isn't reflecting how I want." But I'm just like, I just apologize to the audience. Like I'm, you know, like what I mean, like community, right? I bring yeah. them into it, and I'm just like, "Hey, you know what? I realize this show is like super white and straight today, and that wasn't <laughs> how I planned yeah, it." Yeah. You know, like like that happened two months ago, and uh, I apologized, and and a girl from the audience said, "Thanks for saying that," and I just thought, you know what? Just me acknowledging that that has just made me a fan there. You know what I mean? So I think it's it's important to consider those things, but I love that. Most of the time, it just happens, which is really cool. Yeah, which I think too. I mean, that's you're just you're taking ownership of your own show at the end of the day, you yes. know, and just going being aware of what it is instead of because comics, it's a very easy crutch for comics just to like blame the audience. Well, right. I bombed because yeah, they were yeah, a bad yeah. audience, or they didn't yeah, get this because yeah. they it was too above their heads. So it's great to just take ownership of that and be able to step back and go, okay, tonight wasn't what it should have been, and next month is going to be this, you know, and actually acknowledge that. Uh, we're going to come back with more Mary Janes of comedy right after the break on more Inside Jokes, Global News Radio, six forty, Toronto. Hey, this is Rhiannon Archer, and you're listening to Inside Jokes on the Global News Radio Network, 640 Toronto, MP4, KW8, 905-827-6428. Did I even say it right? Now, back to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Welcome back to Inside Jokes Canada, right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And this is, it's the end of the show. That it's our so last fun. dance with Mary Jane. <laughs> if you're just tuning in now, what are you doing with your life? Because we're almost over. But it has been the Mary Janes of comedy. Of course, happening August 16th at Toronto's famous comedy bar. Uh, we will get back to more of why 
and how and when you should watch that show. But we'll go around our panel and find out where you can see all of these comics live here in Toronto and follow their stuff. Jin Lee, where can people see you coming up? I have the honor of being an up-and-comer, which the next show is August 21st at the Historic Rivioli, which is an all-queer lineup of the next generation. So, you know. Oh, perfect. And yes. of course, that's Same. a stage where yeah. a lot of indie stuff has happened over the years. Uh, Catherine Nyker, where can people follow you? Uh, you can follow me uh, at uh, it's me underscore Catherine with a Y uh, <laughs> on Twitter or Instagram. Uh, coming up, I'm going to be performing at the Wavelength Music Festival. Oh, nice. As a comedic opener, which is exciting and terrifying <laughs> yeah. uh, on uh, August 17th. That is the best description of performing at like a live music yeah, festival. Yeah, it's hard, it's hard sure. to open music with comedy. So yeah, <laughs> it is. But of course, Leanne Maladin, who has the Mary Jane show coming out. I mean, you do a show at a nudist resort in the summers. So I mean, yeah, that's actually you're pretty comfortable this weekend. wherever. Yeah, yeah. Next, yeah. next weekend, next weekend, actually coming up. So that's like yeah. a walk in the park doing a music festival. And of course, so Mary Jane's of comedy. Yeah, we're in year what now? That would be like this year, is year twelve. Year 12. I, I've decided now I'm going to have a thirteenth anniversary party. That'd be good because it's a Friday night, right? Friday. Friday the 13th. Friday 13th, absolutely. Sounds yes. appropriate to me. But yeah, August 16th, I haven't even mentioned our fantastic headliner. Yes, who is headlining this Aisha one? Brown and oh, yeah. Aisha Brown. And she is going, she's just been out at uh, Just for Laughs. Yeah. Uh, so she's just killing it everywhere. I'm so happy to have her on. She's another one that uh, I saw her get started and she's just like so fun to be with too. So uh, she will be headlining our August 16th show. And uh, the show is every third Friday of the month. So... Uh, if you can't make this one, come on out to another one. And I'm uh, all over Twitter at Joke Lady Haha because <laughs> Lady Haha was taken, so I had to go with Joke Lady Haha, which uh, I mean, it's I easier to remember than how to spell my joke name. Joke Lady Haha is 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 better, anyways. Really, <laughs> thank you. Make sure you go and see the next Mary Janes. Uh, hit up ComedyBar.ca and see what's going on there. They have. Four shows on any given night. There's fantastic stuff there. Go out and see these comics on our panel tonight. Go see live comedy in Toronto. Watch them on stage. Check out what's happening. Go see QAPD shows. Go see Shade. Go see Mary Janes. Go see live stand-up happening here in the city. And, of course, you can tune in to us every Sunday night here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And you can stream us coast-to-coast on Global News online. And we will be back next week. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks so much for having us. Hi, this is Alicia Carusi. And you're listening to my aunt, Sandra Carusi's Comedy Rx. This week featuring the Mary Janes of comedy. Um, every once in a while you think of something that makes you go, oh my God. I was thinking about this riddle. When I was in high school, this riddle was a f***ing stomper. Okay? <laughs> Let's see if you guys can figure it out today. Right? A girl and her dad are in a terrible car accident. The dad dies instantly. The girl is rushed to the hospital. The surgeon comes into the operating room and says, I can't operate on this girl. She's my daughter. Who is the surgeon? The mom, yes, in 2018, it's the mom. But in 1986, we were like, what? Dad's dead. Mom, the other dad. 